1: Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Wheelands, and joining me, original Stop Hammer Time member from the very first podcast we did, now not so frequent, Uh, here's of course Pete Ward. Good evening. Pete, lovely to have you back. Thank you very much. I was glad to be back. Spoken from me there. Uh, Also joining us, he is a leading light founder member, head honcho of Pride of Irons, also on the official supporters board. That's correct. Which used to be the... Supporters Advisory Advisory Bureau. It's Jim Dolan. Hello. Hello, Jim. Jim, you're carrying a knock. You you had your arm in a sling. Yes. Then we went to the pub and you took it out of the sling. Yes. Then you put it back on for the walk to the podcast studio. Now -hmm. you've taken it off again.
2: Yeah, and I'll put it on again later. Put it on again later. Yep. So you're carrying an injury? Uh, I had to have part of the inside of my shoulder joint uh, drilled off. To allow my shoulder to move more freely, right? Um, so it's actually okay, but I wear this thing so that when I'm out and about, people don't bump into me. Rotator cuff. It is the rot- limited
1: yes. ligament movement during. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what rotator cuff injuries are, aren't they? There, the ligament goes had, over uh, the bone. Yeah, I had it? a
2: s- bone spur inside the joint, so when right. the rotator cuff moved, the supraspinatus tendon got in. Im- what was it? Impinged. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. Mm. Impingement.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I uh, have um uh, that sort of rotator cuff thing in both shoulders. Oh, and lovely! Yeah, yeah. Surgery is yeah. very
2: easy and quick. I'd recommend oh, I recommend it.
3: No, was I that I well, what? I don't some don't. Jack Wilshire and Winston Reed and Carlos Sanchez suffered?
2: They probably it. had it at some Jack, point. And if not, they'll have it next week. Jack
1: Wilshire's ankle suffered rust and metal fatigue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Eventually, um, it suffered the kind of injury that uh, they say happened to one of the holds of the Titanic that caused it to split after it hit an iceberg. Uh, the, the the rivets. Uh, Holding one of the holes together was simply not strong enough um, because the Irish are terrible shipbuilders, and um, uh, they're not. I'm I'm kidding, of course. (laughs) Joking about that. Irish people listening to this podcast, you are fine shipbuilders, and uh, you would have a ship industry now if it were not. Wasn't for the backstop. If it wasn't for the backstop, exactly, (laughs) and the hard border, the hard border. (laughs) Uh, So, also joining us, and we're very pleased about this, because the subject came up a couple of weeks ago in one of these podcasts about um, live match day in-game descriptions of football matches, and someone who does that is now with us on this. It's like manifesto. We made this happen. We made it happen. <laughs> it was the last time I was on the podcast. We, yes, exactly. We summoned, we summoned him up. Yeah. He is James Datson.
0: Hello. Good Hello, evening. So good evening. I, Thank you for the invite. Very I,
1: I'm hoping you that welcome. you provide a commentary for the deaf during this podcast. Uh, a series <laughs> of drawings that are posted up in real time. Having on only
0: just met you all and sort of seen the humour already, I'm about to get my <laughs> pencil very, out. That's very generous. I'm about, <laughs> about to get, get my pencil out. So, but no, it's very kind of you to invite me. And I'm looking forward to it. He can come back.
1: He can definitely come chat. back to describe to, to describe this as humour is some of the greatest <laughs> kindness. This is kinder than Mother Teresa. This is it's very kind. So we're very excited to hear all about that. Um, uh, why don't we just get out of the way? The travesty we all watched at the oh. weekend. Um, we have only played once since last week's podcast, and we uh, we uh, the Hams took on the Toffees at the weekend and uh, came up very short. Uh, It was only two goals, but um, we were second best pretty much the whole game. I mean, they they really controlled the whole 90 minutes of the game, didn't they? Which you don't often see. Teams have a spell.
2: You say that, but it wasn't. If if they controlled the whole game, it's a weird description because to me, that sense that I would have been frustrated, but it wasn't. I was just bored. Yes, yes, yes. Very, very dull. They wanted it. Yes,
1: absolutely. And I mean, that's the, and, the kind uh, of armchair, the, the lazy armchair football pundits mm. shorthand. They wanted it more than we did. Absolutely applies to this. They I were, think also
0: yeah. two 0 was very generous. It was yeah, yeah, as much yeah. as, as much as we're saying. Like, and I agree. You know, there was moments in the game, even during commentary, that I was struggling mm, mm. to try and you know put the colour, put the flavour into the game for mm. the listeners, mm. who obviously are even in a some would say a worse position than what we are because they actually yeah. couldn't see it, so they can only feel what's going position? on. And, <laughs> and it is really hard work. And I just think two nil. If you weren't at the game, mm. you'd think it was probably a closer game than what it was. But it was quite frankly, yes, it was very. Very one-sided, sort of, you know, one-sided, very no energy, no nothing. Start no. eleven was interesting. Yeah,
2: we hit the slowest yes. possible start in eleven.
0: It was, it was a uh, you know the three, the last three
1: home games have been of wildly varied, mm. haven't they? The the Newcastle game, which, admittedly, we we I mean it's almost a mirror image of the game of the weekend. We we did only win it with kind of a penalty and I think the other one might have been like a set piece of some kind like a corner or or a free kick, but we were the better team in that game. And yeah. in fact, in that match you sort of thought, wow, this is Pellegrini's vision, you know. This Ooh. we this is um this is sort of like tick attack of football. This really looks like it's the a team kind of football
2: you're like salivating over, isn't it? Yeah, and you're watching it and they're watching the slick passing, the movement, yeah. the, they just seem like they're enjoying themselves. And I know that's a cliche. And I was just thinking, what who is this team? And yes. then you realize actually there's three South Americans up yeah, front yeah. who are just doing what they do. Yes, yes. and that's, yes. that's the
0: frustration from Saturday is that before we finally see in a team that can play, we've waited a long time for it, we get it, and then we come on Saturday and it's all changed again. And I think yeah. that's the problem we haven't had that consistency and you're always doubtful mm. who's going to start yes. who's not and before that saturday game not i, I didn't expect that starting 11 well, it was, no it i was think that was a, f- a
3: there was a terrible error there was well, a, Pellegrini's fault and he hasn't really admitted to that well but i wonder choosing, what i mean that- choosing perez um and um obiang and snodgrass and leaving well, noble yeah. antonio and hernandez on the bench well I bizarre. Mean, you know, yeah but bizarre. Let's, uh,
1: there are i mean i think there are circumstances aren't there anderson was in apparently he's
2: injured an ankle knock yeah. or something um
1: noble was out for a reason it was some some kind of personal reason someone said his nan died or something but that, that that's been Maybe still there i know i but think it's, that's it's, the, okay, again that's written, the problem is that yeah.
0: uh, I'd rather him, and you know, if that's the case, you know, condolences and that, but mm-hmm. don't be on the bench. Yeah, because no, it's the, the, it was strange. The sort of yeah, 50 odd strange. thousand that yeah, are there yeah, yeah, won't yeah. know that. No, it's And when you strange, see the yeah, starting, yeah. and then you see the bench as yours, it's, your, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, why would we have Antonio, Noble, Chitterito on the bench? Yes, and start with the others. Well, it, them, it
1: felt like too many. I mean, it felt like too many changes. It felt like there wasn't mm. enough a kind of spine in the team. It was a huge reinvention of the team, but um. Uh, yeah, it was confusing, wasn't it? It was a very, very odd lineup. Um, if it was four four two, which it did seem to be, you were sort of saying, "Well, we don't really have any wingers, but the one player we have that's closest to a winger is Antonio." Mm. Why don't you him and yes,
2: exactly. And I was confused; they were both yeah, on the bench, yeah. and against the team that plays with so much pace. You know, we're put on, putting on Snodgrass, who, who right. I think is you know, yeah. great so on this day. He, but yeah, exactly. and,
1: I mean, one, one player that was missing was Fredericks, and I don't know what's wrong with him. He, no, he wasn't had, even no, on the bench. No, he had some knock.
3: But oh, I mean, yeah. I think the travesty is
2: Perez. Yeah, I I mean, absolutely. He just just no effort. Was,
3: didn't, He didn't even jump. attempt to jump. There was yeah. a point where,
2: where Rice had picked up the ball in her own half, ran past God knows how many people, laid it off to him, he immediately lost it, mm. and then just sat there. And then Rice ended up having to chase to try and get it back again. Yeah,
3: Rice was was really pissed off for the rest of the players on Saturday.
0: Perez just didn't seem to know what he was doing at all. Where he was playing and how he... And that's the problem. He couldn't link anything. He he was moving, but to where I didn't know. Mm. And I was watching him very closely because I think the moment you see him in the starting eleven, you panic. Mm. Because Mm. you wonder, like, what has he done to even merit starting place or well, what's wrong know? with the
2: other players you know, that and
0: he's what is selected? that issue with well we the don't others.
1: have many strikers I mean when he came off the bench I, I can't remember that game where he who we were playing when he came off the bench and scored twice so it was, uh, Cardiff, isn't it? It, was it Cardiff yeah but I like guess uh,
3: when he came off the bench though, so, well, he's never oh my god yeah and yeah he, immediately he scored. scored twice
0: yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so I, I mean, had that in commentary I did question it yeah. and then he's, I had to backtrack pretty yeah. quick <laughs> he's not
1: I mean you know he's, I mean he's not completely inept I don't think I mean you know I think he can sort of play but um we do, I mean we don't really have anyone else. I mean we we're really woefully short on strikers. I mean it, it it was sort of interesting if if my thought process had been first of all the players that are unavailable, then I had settled on the lineup of 4-4-2. Well, I mean Pellegrini doesn't know this possibly, but someone could tell him that there started to be quite a good relationship between Arnautovic and Lanzini up front yeah. together, yeah. the sort of 4-2 demolition or 4-1 yeah. demolition of uh, Huddersfield last season. I would have sort of gone with uh, four across, across midfield and Lanzini and yeah. Arnautovic up front with Lanzini as a sort of possible two, slightly behind yeah. him yeah. in the kind of more creative Macaveni role uh, or, you know, or possibly the other way around. Um, you know, because those also have very different talents. It's sort of, yeah. you know, uh, it's more like a kind of uh, Maggiano cotti sort of pairing. Um, so it did seem. Uh, it was, seemed an odd selection. It feels like Pellegrini does have a kind of mentality which is laudable in a lot of ways, which is of my squad. If I put eleven of them out on the pitch, I will trust that they'll do a good job. Yeah, you know he does. that eleven that, that eleven he sent out against Manchester City that got the. You know, narrow, di- narrow, narrow, defeat. narrow defeat only yeah, yeah. because
0: of a very you know a penalty, very very it? soft
1: penalty. Mm. Did a very good job, you mm. know, and um,
0: I think you can see that. I think the players do buy into Pellegrini, and I think they do trust him, and he trusts them. And it is sort of hard when you want to try and give players another chance or a chance yeah. to play the same way as if they were any member in that squad. And also, to add to the equation from Saturday, which frustrated a lot of people, prior to the kick I was talking to some of the listeners that I see before the game, and they were all keen, like, this is an opportunity again. Mm. You know, mm. to yes, yes, oh, yes. Well, yeah, the door was and, wide open. And we then again afterwards are talking about another missed opportunity mm-hmm. yeah. to sort of stay, get to seventh, albeit it could change. But we're then in the points. Yeah, we could end up as low as twelve, oh, thirteenth. we played, With the fixtures coming up. It's well, just... I mean,
1: we went into that match with seven games to play, mm. four of them away against teams above us. And three of them at home to teams below us. Mm. So those are the games that you're counting on sort of, you know, doing something in. And that we
0: lost it but didn't put in a performance either. And and you know, And that's the West of... the West End fans over the years, we've all been there, we've all seen it. We don't mind the result. We're used to losing games, mm-hmm. but it's the performance that is the oh, key. Yeah, always whatever happens and like that is what West Ham and that's what I've grown up on mm. in knowing mm. that I'm going to see a good game of football and the West Ham team that's going to play are going to put the effort in and But i questioned one or two of them over the last few games yeah. and Saturday was more than one or two it well, was a
1: lot of players missing wasn't it I yeah. mean for me for you know, for, to have Sa- uh, Nasri and Anderson missing yes, and yeah. also have Fredericks missing which is
2: probably why it's the opposite of that, that Newcastle fixture because those, yeah. those players All who made players it happen yeah, yeah. They yeah. weren't available mm-hmm. key players that weren't there no
3: yeah. I, was, I was hoping be Nasri, Lanzini and Anderson and Arnoldovich up front. Absolutely. uh, I mean,
1: you know, Mm. just what a difference a week makes. Suddenly these four players have all got knocks in the week without having actually played, seemingly played a game of football. You know, Fredericks, Nasri, Anderson, all out. Uh, Three, three out. Um, Someone else. But, uh, yes, it was... I mean, it, you know, obviously those are mitigating circumstances, but the players that did turn out, it was disappointing, was And in the, in mean, the
2: pub, people were saying, like, we were lucky it was only two. And I think yeah. that... It goes to show that in a 2-0 loss, our standout performer was probably our defensive midfielder,
0: and stopping being more. Fabianski made two or three yes. good saves yeah, in the yeah. staff and you need that, and you get that from him. And as you say, it could be, it could have been four or five.
1: They were, there were sort of bad performances across the pitch, weren't there? I mean, I think you know Zabaleta. He, that oh. was not a good game for him, was no. it? I think he did struggle a bit, but it's but but. You know, Fredericks is really coming through now, and it's, it was a slightly sad not to see him yeah, there. I, yeah. I think post-injury Fredericks, and we've said this before on the podcast, is like a different man. He's mm. really good. Yeah. <coughs> he's quick. He's very mobile. Um, you know, he's he started to look really like the real article now. And, uh, but there he was missing, and Zabaleta, you know, they are pacey. Evidently.
3: They are, and I thought Creswell had a really poor, <laughs> poor game as well at the back. He didn't get forward at all. You expect him to sort of lead that charge down the left wing, and you know? he yeah. was just stuck at the back. A lot of people criticise Diop. I mean, I think he was at fault with the first goal. I haven't. I didn't come bear to watch match of the day after Saturday. Mm. But, I, I mean, I didn't see Diop make many other mistakes. No, not um, really. And Rice was you know, eight or nine out of ten.
2: What do we make of Arnautovic, though? Cause he got, was, did he get booed oh, off or was it a did, choice and to and take him know, off you know, that is food?
3: really annoying. And yeah. I don't know why people are doing it because you're just going to alienate him more and more and more. And actually, he did try. He
2: did, and he de- put a lot of effort in. Um, yeah, the he wrong was in the, a good shot. Yeah, the opportunity. wrong studs for sure, because he <laughs> oh, was yeah, slipping, slipping all over. But he was definitely trying. He was trying to get onto the end of the pool. I'm very
0: sort of in a... Catch 22 with him because he's the type of player that is a confidence player. We know that. And if he doesn't want it, he does go missing. Yeah. But I also get frustrated when fans will boo. And yeah. it oh, was yeah. interesting in the previous game when he came off because we weren't too sure whether they were booing him or I can't think who was coming on. But Saturday, it was definitely more booing of yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. And I just feel that some West Ham fans are too quick to do that. Absolutely, and a player yeah. of him, he's going to get, you know, the ump. He's not going to lie. How do we expect him then? To come out the next game, yes. I mean, just then, just
1: anybody. It's like you know, th- who thinks that booing someone will make them play better
0: is yeah. kind of insane. And he had, just... that, he had that. And one still We still need it. On... Yeah, that's yeah, the still yes, we, we still do. Need him. Yeah. And like the, you know, when you say with Nasri, Anderson, Lanzini, and him, yeah. yeah, any team would love that. For absolutely. yes, absolutely. You know, yeah. he, he had a chance
2: <laughs> on Saturday, didn't he? There was one that was like I can't remember who passed it forward. But it basically came in from our half. He kind of latched onto it and just shot towards goal yeah. when the keeper got it down. He did didn't
3: it. quite get hold of the ball hard enough, to No, it but I mean, sort of he was definitely trying was. something strange something happened trying. in the
2: second half because he started
1: to uh, become sort of very deep. He started to go very deep. Well, he came I back think, and
3: made a load of defensive, I think horrible defensive errors. Sort of,
1: um, I don't know if it had gone to a kind of 4-5-1 in the second half with sort of uh, Hernandez up front and the... Arnatovich was now being asked to sort of play kind of on the left wing. But there was, you know, there was that strange thing where he miscontrolled it and gave them a corner cool. on yeah.
0: our... yeah. You Know it was so deep trying to, and yeah, it, yeah. up. it was a corner to them, and you're sort of. And that's the problem I have is that I'd rather in that stage in that game, I'd rather not go too defensively, expect him to be all the no. way back doing that. No, no, I'd absolutely. rather at 2 0 down go for it, yeah. You know, absolutely. I'd rather have yeah. Everton got yeah, three yeah. or four, but at least yes. we're trying to get one back to get the yeah. crowd going, yes, to yes. get the team going again. But then when you look at it, as you say, 20 minutes into the second half, we're looking as if we're like. Defending yes. drastically, we got worse. He's doing Andy we're Carroll, never isn't he? coming back? to sort of yes. yes, we
1: got worse in the second half, didn't we? It was it was the, the substitutions didn't improve us at all. No, and they were progressive. I mean, all the yeah.
3: Pellegrini substitutions generally are very progressive. Yes, always, but they, they
1: were ta- not. Ta- minded, it didn't work. But the, it was just a uh, you know the the quality of players and the formation didn't really hurt them. Diangana feels like he's a good substitution if you're on top, yeah. add a bit yeah. of pace and energy. But he's, he doesn't have the... Guile and the yeah. chops to change a game. He just basically joined.
3: He's shocking in twenty minutes. Yeah, he, he doesn't. He sometimes doesn't
0: have the control of the ball. No, in okay. a game like that, you're right. He can only if he comes on, he's got to come on when West Ham on top because mm-hmm. then he plays better. He's free and yeah. he can afford to lose the ball occasionally and not. Yep. Yeah. But when you're coming on in that situation, he's not got the experience. You know, I want yeah. to see him stay with us. I want him to develop. Yeah, but in that game time, you can't run the risk of him trying to do a trick or two and trying to beat the player mm-hmm. and then lose possession, and he's well out of position then. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He puts more pressure, and I think that's why the back forward end stayed back so much. Yes. Because we had too many sort of players that were too sort of like gun ho and yeah. trying to get sort of things going, but it wasn't working. It was I mean, not talking working.
1: about that sort of, you know, like the player's motivation, like kind of Arnautovic, uh, you know, whether whether they... You know, in quotes, want it or don't want it. I mean, I, I'm, it, you know, Jim, I know Jim's the same, Jim Grant. It sort of feels that, that that sort of sometimes that notion that they're not playing for the manager is on the whole inaccurate. You know, what happens sometimes is like what happens with Solskjaer is that there's a kind of new manager bounce, there's yeah. a sort of fresh slate, mm-hmm. but, a, but, 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 you know, because we actually had three want, you know nominally wantaway players in that opening lineup Perez Obiang and yeah. Arnautovic. and um i 'm not entirely sure that footballers kind of i, I can 't see a psychology that goes i don 't really like this situation that i 'm playing in uh, i 'm going to come out and i 'm going to play badly uh, because that 'll show them no, no. one wants no to one. be booed, no, no. no footballer wants to be booed footballers uh you know, if you're out on a pitch in the freezing cold for 90 minutes, you might as well try, you know. I think there are times when they don't. You know, De often often away from home seemed less interested than he was in front of the Upton Park crowd. Paillet, when he lost interest, clearly yes, he sort of lost interest. But then, you know, he absolutely did sort of want away. But even... You know, Payet, with his lack of interest, scored that long, mazy goal against Middlesbrough. Uh, Middlesbrough. Yeah. You know, still they still kind of turn up, still play. So I'm not entirely sure that that's true, that players simply decide to go missing, decide to play badly. There was a sort of malaise that seemed to go across all 11 on Saturday, practice.
3: I, I do like uh, Pellegrini's half-time substitutions when he does it. When things aren't going well, he'll make two changes. yeah. He'll hook players. And
0: we've had managers in the past that don't do anything. No, or the only so change... is a 60 minutes special. It is, is, it, is, special. is, it is yeah. refreshing. Yeah, let's keep it down mm-hmm. to 2-0. Because I think let's we all would have fought on minute. Saturday at halftime, wherever you were, and we, myself and Michael, the co-commentator with me, we do a little bit at half-time, we try and predict. And with Pellegrini, we're always sometimes predicting that he'll probably make a change. Mm-hmm. You know, we both said he'll probably bring two players on and take two off. Whereas mm-hmm. in the previous managers... You could be waiting to sixty minutes and beyond to to get anything. And you got like for like as well. Yeah. And it's like there's no change to it. Mm. And that's what I think is good. But it's interesting the point about players, I would like to imagine that it's their job. You know, so so you don't you you know, players, you know, you've got Mark Noble that's been with the club for years and years and will stay at the club. But then you've got other players that want to move on or they do move on, they have their reputation you know and you've got to sort of maintain that. Yeah, that's and for right. a player for me, I wouldn't I wouldn't I would hate it if a player would I felt was playing for my club West Ham and was coming on that pitch and I would think they wouldn't play or do their best. Yeah, yeah. And it, irrespective of whether I know at the end of the season their contracts up they're going to go or even if my own personal view is I want them to go, I would still expect them to maintain to their professionalism and play. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. play. Yeah. The problem as you said is that we have 11 players there on Saturday that felt as if they didn't want to be there and it was like was it was too many yeah. it was too many and I mean, I, and I do worry for the remaining games I didn't see the Cardiff game but
1: I didn't see the Cardiff game but that was by all accounts a very poor performance from us mm. and what what was notable at uh, the Huddersfield performance which of course we won was 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 in the first half uh, we we were playing very nicely mm. but at about two-thirds of the tempo we'd been playing uh, against Newcastle. You know, it was yeah. like...
0: Huddersfield, we were close.
1: treating to. it like a training game. And we were, yeah. and we're yeah. hanging... You know, 20 minutes into it, I said, you know, I think we must have, like, 90% possession in this game or something. But we was kind of not doing anything with it. And it became frustrating. And then, you know, we, we, we came strong in the last part of the game and won it 4-3. But, um, you know, this Saturday had... Every iteration of badness, we we didn't have any tempo, and uh, it was very disjointed. And we kind of couldn't stick three passes together. It was back to it felt a bit like oh god, and another thing, we banged it long quite a lot in the the first first
2: half. half. It was like a bit like like an Allardyce performance. And every every second ball fell to them because they, like you say, that they they wanted it more. They wanted
0: it more. And I think also the point is is that they scored early again, Mm -hmm. and again it came from a corner. We can't seem to defend anything at the moment. As much as Diob and Bonner are playing okay, but there just seems to be others need to take responsibility. And they don't. And a lot of the goals, because even they go back to the Huddersfield game, they scored from a corner. It's it's very defensively, we're very poor at the moment. Mm, mm. And I think to concede so early against Everton, it set the tone. Mm -hmm. And then I think that you then get that sort of like mentality of like, we're just trying to go long again, or we're trying to sort of, everything was not going falling for West Ham. It was all the, you know, decisions were going for Everton. The second Mm. ball was always falling to them. They had a lot of pace in the midfield. They were like, you know, they were controlling it, but West Ham was struggling to get into control and we're playing at home. Yeah. And yet we've done the same thing. Very strange that the
1: the long ball thing was crazy though. I mean, I've never seen, you know, but it, but it, you wonder whether those are instructions or whether the players are just doing I, it. Because Fabianski drop kicked it yeah. pretty much every time he got it. Whereas I think most other be- games he rolls it out He's to someone
3: from the back. Yeah, I yeah. don't think that's an instruction. I think that's all he could see that was on. Yeah, that's because right. that yeah, in yeah. the second half, all, every ball was rolled out. Yeah, yeah. And that is the way we play generally under Pellegrini. We build that. from. We're trying to play like everybody else at the top of the table. We try and build from the back. Yeah, an attack with a lot of small. Uh, very versatile, fast moving forward. Yeah, so nothing it's was modelling yeah, our yeah, team yeah. on 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 the successful models that you see across Europe, but the yeah. top top teams. Yeah, yeah. So we're not there. I mean. I'd say the thing is you need to take a bit of a step back now. I mean, we've got six or seven games away from the end of the season, and what, what there has been the most enormous step forward in most ways. We're we're in a lot better shape than we have been since we moved to that
1: stadium on yeah. the last couple of seasons. This feels like the first season there, really. It
3: certainly does, but certainly with the atmosphere. But with Pellegrini is Pellegrini is a top class manager. I wasn't sure when they first brought him in, but you can see with what he's trying to do, he's going to take him a couple of summers. Transfer windows to really get us into shape and to retain really key players like Anderson and Rice. But that's yeah. going to be again, very, again very, very, very important not to
0: sell those players for they, silly they money. They can't sell them it players, spine, and they've got they can't, can't replace that them. spine of the team. But also with the six games remaining, if we do what we did more or less at the start of the season and lose four or five of them, yeah, he's got to have a good load of money to buy some two or three yeah. players yeah. to keep the ones we've got to show that there's progression. To not do another pie in, and not reinvest yeah. and yeah. then lose. And, and then yeah, you start yeah. losing people in January of next year because they're fed up because nothing's changed. They want to try and stick with it, but they won't. There's no investment. And we then do what West Ham do is just have one or two good seasons and then have two or three bad. And, mm. then, and, and I just thought we're in, a, we're in such a better position. We've been the third season at the new stadium. Everyone seems more or less happy, the fans, but <clears> sort of the yeah, stadium, of contrast and things this like that. And it's year. so different. Yeah. You think of last year, the Burnley game at home last year, when yeah. there was fans trying to get to the chairman, trying to mm-hmm. do this, people running on the pitch, grabbing corners. Also, flags. I think they've learned as well, haven't it's... they? The
2: chairman, because you don't hear as much at all from them no, as no. you used to. They've learned to. Keep, you know, them, keep the keep mouth, mouth shut and, don't, and, and the let the business on, on the Twitter. Pitch. Yeah. Don't sort of you know yeah.
0: just and just keep. It. And this is the biggest thing for me. And we said before the Everton game, we worked it out: seven games, twenty-one mm. points. I said we'd be lucky to get four because I was thinking one home, one draw, one defeat, at mm-hmm. Home. Mm-hmm. four away. You know, you go to Chelsea, Man United, Tottenham, and then Watford last game. Yeah, I think you know, we, we might get more points than that. But then I, I well, we I'd might hope raise we do, our game to be West Ham. But It West could be. That's the only saving grace that I said was that it would be typical West Ham to go to Chelsea to get a draw, go to Tottenham and let's hope we beat Tottenham in their new stadium. Yeah. And we're picking up these points, you know, and we get Leicester and Southampton. When
3: you look at what goes on in that middle table, you know, between, uh, whose top it? between Wolves and us... Mm. They all have this terrible inconsistency. We all yeah. suffer from this terrible inconsistency and yeah. can't push on to break yeah. through to the top six. Wolves,
0: Wolves Watford, Leicester, us, of all our chances to get away yeah. from that little group yeah. Yeah. Mm. and be closer to Man United who are on this good run. You know, and probably not to get in the top six, but to be closer yeah. to their six than they are to be in 11th or 12th. There's still an opportunity to get, to not, get
2: into Europe this season, right?
0: Up as, with the there's cup, another, I presume, yeah. and, and there's mm. going to be another place on offer, I would imagine, but it's still mathematically
2: possible and you've got to think I was thinking manager the last like time Pellegrini, we did that we did yeah, that know, was, the last was two very, times we did that was very sort of uh, <laughs> I remember sort of you know but, but a manager like Pellegrini should be saying to the team oh. look you've got this opportunity still go and, go and take it you know you say well, the players want to want to see investment in the squad they want to see ambition well they need to show some ambition and, and show that the club's worthy of competing at a higher level competing in European competition
1: let's take a break We'll be back after this message. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Download the Ladbrooks app and play 1 2 Free, a free game where you have to predict. Three correct Premier League scores. Get all three right and win £100. Get just one right and get a free £2 bet. And two correct for a free £5 bet. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back. In terms of strengthening for next season, it's very worrying that Nasri seems to kind of play for... A portion of a game and then go missing
2: again. Well, we hadn't mean, played for a year at least. Yeah, he came yeah, to
1: it's us. tough, isn't it? But it, but it is. You know, I, I was, I was all for taking the risk on Wilshire, sort of in the summer, and I'm sort of, oh, it feels no. like maybe it's just not going to happen I, for him, and he will sort I of take the money and retire. I think at some point.
3: there's going to be uh, the injured players: uh, Reed, Sanchez, uh, Carroll, obviously, and Wilshire would we'll all go. Yeah, they'll yeah. find a way to get rid of all of them because we can't carry. You can't carry four players. You can't take them. Not, in not just the transfer. It's the, it's the wages. Yes, you, absolutely. Uh, their yeah, collective yeah. wages are probably in the region of four hundred grand a week. Yeah. yeah. So if you were able to re- think about the four, three or four players you could sign. Yeah. Yes. Top players. Absolutely. absolutely. Or
0: potentially yeah. one top player. Well, I've heard wow. that we're
2: going to have thirty million quid plus whatever we get for, from sales. That's. Yeah. I mean, I know it's only rumor, but a lot of rumors tend to be quite true nowadays mm. I mean that's enough to buy what two three decent players Yep.
0: and that's the worry that we were saying earlier about what will they invest and they need to probably get rid of them players they definitely before do, they yeah. even consider yeah. investing in one or two yep. key players that yeah. would make that difference and I think West Ham fans will be fed up if the likes of Wiltshire hasn't worked for us Carroll is Carroll well, he's finished isn't you know, he that's fine got it's, it's over it's it's contract. they're not going to renew that nah. 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 he's gone and a few of the others they need to just go and then West Ham can then invest yeah you need
2: to be non-sentimental and go right you know Antonio yeah. um, yeah. Ross, Obi- players Eng. like Obi- that Obiang Obi- Obi- yeah. you know yeah.
0: it's sort of they've got to sort of go for the club to move on to the level because I I don't want to be in a position this time next year where we haven't had a good season, we're battling down the bottom and then everything goes. Yeah, rice is off. You know, as much as as we're saying the new stage, like, we're there now and everyone, but it only takes another season of it not progressing Mm -hmm. and we're all sort of back to like, oh, this is a long walk from the station, oh, I can't get this, I can't get that and it's, that's square one.
3: I wouldn't sell Antonio. I wouldn't get rid of him under any circumstances. I think he's had a great season for us, and I think he's a really uh, excellent squad player and starter. And I'd keep Snodgrass as well.
1: Snodgrass well, there you are. I mean, right. that slightly yeah. is sentimenta- That is kind yeah. of sentimentality in a way. I mean, that is hard I mean, because you're seeing them every week. It's like there are just players at other but clubs that might them. be Th- better. Those than are two
2: players that I absolutely love. I think hmm. they're not. they not necessarily for their, for their play, but I think they they great genuine. characters yeah exactly they're like hard workers but this is what I mean by non-sentimentality I think if you if you want to push on you've got to say if we've got these 15-20 million pound players we need to get rid of those kind of players and bring in 30-40 million pound players mm.
3: but I think you just you want to get rid of the Crocs first and the, oh yeah, the yeah, yeah and yeah, then go, maybe, maybe us, we don't yeah. need such a big clear out I'd be very nervous about huge clear out another 8 players coming 8 going out and then we buy a couple of Duff 1s yeah, Perez is, will want to go as well. Don't forget. Yes, I think. I think
0: apart from apart away. from the sort of ones that are injured, like the Wiltshires and carroll has gone, and maybe Nazare may go. You know, you've got people like Aubameyang. I think he would go. Perez will go. I think Perez you know, and I think that could be then, could save the likes of Snodgrass and Antonio, mm-hmm. who I think, like, Snodgrass has been such a surprise for me. Yeah, it's been a You know, a we, we got, we got totally rid of him there, to, like, Aston Viner, And, like, you sort of think to yourself, like, what's, what, what, you know, he's come back. Obviously, it wasn't working under the manager previous. And the yeah. best thing he's with him is he's, got, he's come
2: back after the... man, the, Not the, just the manager, but the owner slagging oh, him off yeah. another, and another he still example. came
0: back and instead of got
2: being a strop about it yeah. you know, he sort just of pulled his socks up yeah. and gone with it just with don't it. don't
3: forget we have got Yarmolenko to come back oh yes yeah. Yeah. he was fantastic
0: he, he, was he was just getting into that stage oh, of like yeah, yeah. being a West End like everyone could see yeah. the reason oh this is why we spent this yeah. money yeah, yeah. This, is, and then all of a sudden Injured. and it'd be interesting if he yeah. comes back how he comes back
1: yeah we were just moving into the sort of territory and, and uh, let's talk about insightful lions maybe after this about the kind of uh, the mood of fans if we don't sort of strengthen in the next season um, obviously being part of the uh, official supporters uh, board Jim whats of what what's been happening lately beer that fills from the bottom beer glasses <laughs> that fill from the bottom <laughs> Well, let,
2: let's, let's get there you
1: were at the ground today Jim
2: today didn't you say no, today? yesterday oh yesterday, yesterday. yesterday. i was there yesterday, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um on yeah on pride of vines business um yeah um there's, there's lots going on i mean first thing to acknowledge is you know i think there's been a lot said about the ticket prices and you know the club have admitted they didn't consult us on that um before putting them up Not that we would have been able to influence them and tell them what they should be charging, but we weren't consulted. Um, We did have a lot of... I was out in India at the time on a business, but um, the chairman, David, had a lot of meetings with the club and said, look, this is ridiculous. You brought us in to do this job, and then you go and completely blindside us. So they've admitted in future that's something they need to do. We've helped get the date pushed back for the renewals. That's
3: only for for if you pay all up front. Because I had a phone call today did you? From the club saying, Are you going to renew your tickets?" I said, yeah. And he said, when do you want to do that today? I said, no. When's the deadline? May 17th. I'll do it a few days before then, I said. That's what I thought, no, the 31st, he said, was if you want to pay all up front, if you want to pay on a plan, oh, right. spread 17. payments, you have right. to do it by the 17th. Oh,
2: but that wouldn't be down to the club, though, the finances yeah, by a third party. I found party. it interesting
3: they're chasing people at this stage. I reckon the, re- the take-up for the
2: renewals has been See, really important. So well, 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 they, they said, poor, said that last <laughs> year, but last year there was a 92% renewal rate. Yeah, and that was during like all the, the Burnley business hmm. and all hmm. that. Yeah, I just
3: wonder if they're not, People aren't jumping to renewal. I mean, having, we know we've got two months or. Yeah, sleep. having spoken
2: yeah. to one of the guys yesterday who used to run ticketing. Now he does um, retail. He said that you it, typically most people do leave it to the last minute. Yeah, yeah. So well, they're probably chasing you? people to stop the, the yeah. portals and stuff crashing. I imagine that's more likely yeah. the reason, but we'll mm. see. No, it's but, one, um, they're on a commission. Yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> so we, we did. We did get the, the date pushed back for that, but uh, you know. There's nothing we could have done about the who no. we weren't consulted. But we've been pushing on with the um, catering stuff. Um, so we took a load of questions in from people <clears throat> asking what you want to see change. Most of it was stop charging £5.15 for a pint oh. and charge £5 because yeah. <laughs> getting the change is a pain in the arse and all the rest of yeah. it. Um, and they, the caterers have said they're going to try it. Our argument is you'll make more money because you'll sell more beer. Yeah. Um, so they're going to try it. I think the last game of the season... Uh, possibly is they're going to give it a go. Um, but they've started to look at these, you know, these pint glasses that fill from the bottom, take seven seconds to fill up. And they're trialling that around the game, the, the stadium at the moment. They're trialling two pint glasses, which I'm
0: not I sure. I heard about on Saturday. Why. I saw I'll them. show, I'll show saw, you a picture I afterwards. I've got a, yeah. some people were sort of walking yeah, yeah. around with these. Yeah. And I come looking look at it that's quite a large yeah. sort it's it's like of. It's like they're carrying pint,
3: carrying a bin. bin. It's like yeah, I,
0: thought it's huge. Huge. So big. I thought I put my glasses on yeah. Yeah. without noticing
3: I put glasses on.
2: Um, there's some there's some small things there. That, you know, people say you know oh you're not tackling the big issues. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, if people ask us questions, we're going to take them back. And yeah. one of them was you know they stopped doing draft cider, so they brought that back now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, That'll be good. Yeah, mm-hmm. there, there needs to be more stuff in the um, uh, God, which block is it? One fourteen, I think. Basically, that's where the away fans are. One one four. One one four. Yeah. yeah. So there's hardly anything there, right? That's right. what I'm being told. Right. Um, so um, they're going to try and build a fan zone outside there, like on the East end So there's more yeah. more options for people. Yeah, oh, I yeah. see.
3: That's on the other side, is it? The wonderful? fan zone is interesting. I think coming out of the city. when we yeah. came out of the Newcastle game, we were suddenly confronted with a rock band yeah. belting out numbers, and I thought well, this is fantastic. Well, if you
2: walk around the other side, there's some, some guy in his own. It's like a little mobile karaoke unit. Although no one else is a lad singing; it's just him crooning <laughs> like yeah. "Sweet Caroline" or yeah, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. But it's absolutely brilliant because it you're not West Ham fans like they no. and also along. we
3: came out of the ground and we well me and my daughter we wanted to get something to eat and then we just stopped on the concourse and yeah. met Jackie and Colin yeah. Milne. and that was really <clears> actually for the first time we thought actually rather than belt, try and push through the crowd the wrong way because we yes. have to go all the way this the is. this where is we what we've been saying you, you want, want to go to go that German out. model yeah. yes come outside and have a little drink and take it easy don't rush to the station, and it feels like a really good atmosphere.
1: Yeah, yeah and it, it's, um, you know, it, it benefits everyone. It's like people that like beer uh, can hang around and buy oh, and, it, and it's yeah. cheaper. But also, yeah. yeah. But also um, cheaper than... What well, before uh, before and after the game? Right. It's I think it's four pound sixty. Oh right. Mm. Yeah. Oh that's interesting. Uh, but you know it also you know relieves transport congestion if people kind of you know hang around for a bit and then yeah, well, you we know we catch
3: us. We have to walk anti clockwise out of the stadium from block E to get all the way around to Hackney Wick, and we're just going against this traffic all mm-hmm, the way mm-hmm. trying to get to Stratford, and it's just really. Uh, annoying, you know, and we'd be better off coming out of the ground, waiting fifteen minutes, having something to eat, maybe a drink, and have a chat and meet people yeah. that we know, mm. than all trying to push through this throng. I
2: thought I was being really clever saying to the guys of the club, "Listen, guys, you know, you could do a lot to fix this um, stop-go problem if you just had the bars open after the game." And they said, "We do." So well, you need to tell people then. Yeah. So one of the things yeah. so that no, we've yeah, done no, is you... just improve communication. Yeah. Now every game, there's a text that goes to everyone before the game saying. Don't forget Early Bird and, and Late Deals and all the rest of it. They've catering maps. So you can find out which bars are where, which food stalls are where, gluten-free, halal, right. all that kind of stuff. Mm. So a lot of it that's already been done... But people just don't know about. It's it. Just getting no, out them, and, yeah. and it's the same with a lot of the disability stuff. You know, like yeah. they used to be, f- they started off with four buses picking up disabled fans from the train station per match. Now there's eighteen.
0: That's and, extraordinary. And,
2: and they've got cards for people with non-visible disabilities. Yeah. They've got all these kind of great stuff that, that they're introducing. But it's about communicating it because even yeah. now, every match we have disabled people coming to the disabled supporters board saying oh, I've just heard about you guys, and would you be able to help yeah. me with this problem? Would you be able to help me with that That's problem? That's the
0: same for our listeners. We get more listeners, not every game, but throughout the season, we'll probably get another 10 or 12 listeners that would never even thought about coming to West Ham because of their disability. their mm. blindness, they're either totally blind or visually impaired, but then they hear, they suddenly hear it via some sort of medium of either social media or just by luck, mm. and then they phone up, and then they could have been coming for like... 10-15 years yeah. but they didn't know about it and now they're here they're, they're being part of West Ham
2: yeah. and look, look it's, it's not it's not perfect what's over there no. every tie, every game can be improved like this, on Saturday I was trying to get my way through to the car park and it was blocked off to stop the home fans mixing the away fans and there were about five people in wheelchairs there waiting and I spoke to the SLO on the phone he came round and brought everyone into the internal lifts took them underground and took them to the car park and he said to them from now on, every
0: game there will be an SLO here to to do this for you. Because the stewards are the telling them you have to wait that's half changed an hour. A lot this season is that they seem to be taken on board. It's a shame that things have to happen, mm, mm. but at least then you know it may not happen again yeah. because they will take that on board. I think when what they've taken on board is
2: that they actually, as much as they are partners with the stadium, they've realised they can't rely on the stadium they to provide the same level of service to their fans they can't, Not with so many to. different yeah. companies
0: running the steward yeah. in the security. Because the stewards are saying it's, you're going to have to wait here for half yeah. an hour to they, they're people not, They're not. They've been told to say one thing and the one thing only and it's not right that... West Ham can't have that much of a control over it. And that's why it's important to have those people that can come down, see the problem, then sort it out. But it's a shame it gets that far. But Mm, that's just the mm. nature of where we are, being that we don't own the stadium. And we just have to deal with that. And it's people that will constantly push things, that there is change. And like we've all said tonight, it has got better. The third season in, things are improving.
1: So, so, James... (laughs) <laughs> Audio commentaries for blind people. How correct. did you get into it? Your brother, That's Matt right. Datsun, That's right. he is blind. Is correct. that, is, that is, the, is the story, is that... It's all linked. The, is, yeah, that, it's, is it that simple or... It,
0: it, it, it sounds simple, but as you can imagine, uh, my brother Matt's a few years older than me, so we grew right. up. Uh, Matt, uh, unfortunately, was born with uh, an eyesight issue but eventually lost his sight by the time he was about 11 or 12 so he was fully blind Mm -hmm. couldn't see anything Uh, but we obviously grew up in Chadwell Heath Mm -hmm. not that far from the training ground so West Ham through and through Uh, and then we started to go and I used to go with my brother we used to get one bus down to Upton Park stand on the north bank and just sort of I just sort of communicate a bit of the game yeah. And we were doing that from like when I was about 13, 14, and he was sort of 18, 19. And it just continued and then it just developed by various bits and pieces. 20 odd years ago, 21 years ago, we got contacted by a famous uh, drinks company. Right. I don't know if I can mention it, but uh, I'm sure you can. Uh, Coca Cola. Right. We were involved in I've heard of that. their sort of campaign of uh, eat football, sleep football, drink Coca Cola. And they were looking for unusual. Uh, supporters and they contacted the club and the club said oh we've got this blind guy who comes with his brother and they by then we were in the Bobby Moore lower because Seaton had come in he just sits with him and he talks about the game and all that so they contacted my brother and then we were one of the five adverts that they did nationally and then the club sort of developed by getting people ringing in saying oh we didn't realize like you know and then they asked me to do a game and the reason I say this story is that the first game I did was quite an eventful game the club said, oh, could you do... We've got this guy who does a bit of internet sort of commentary. Mm-hmm. If he does the first half, you could do the second half, have a trial and see what it's like. And the game was West Ham against Bradford at home, the notorious 5-4. Oh, yeah. With Decanio arguing with Lampard. I think it was Shaka Hislop in goal got injured and Stephen Bywater came on and made his debut as about 17 years old. So I had a lot of the second half, yeah, yeah. a lot of the action, and they just said it was really good and then it just developed from there. And then we started uh, getting in touch with the IB, who were running sort of a programme for sort of audio description. Did the club play, pay for the equipment,
1: for the sort of technology?
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, from the start, they laid on a transmitter, a yeah. small transmitter, which basically has little headsets that they can sit anywhere in the stadium. Uh-huh. And it's just uh, a live sort of transmission. So, and it is only just for the stadium. My brother, when we were at Upton Park... He was used because he used to travel and then obviously by then I was sitting somewhere else, so he had someone else come with him. And then he used to turn it on at Upton Park and you could just pick it up right. if he was running late, i.e. probably been in the pub too long and was coming. Do ahead. you
1: sit in a kind of prime location for transmitter range? Uh, or yes. are you in the crowd
0: with like I'm a I'm lucky enough to sort of have a seat. of a In Upton Park and in the new stadium, in the press box. Right, right. So they do look after me there. I have a seat there. But I could probably sit anywhere in the stadium. Right. But obviously the system that we're using, we are looking to develop as we've moved into the new stadium. Yeah, yeah. We are still using the old one from the Upton Park. So it still works. So it still just works. Uh, And over the years, we've developed it. And like I said, you know, I'm lucky enough to go and try and I used to do a bit of work voluntary for the RNIB to go into other clubs to try and develop, and we've sort of asked other clubs to sort of take it on. Some clubs have, some haven't, because they may offer sort of other alternative commentary services like local radio, hospital radio. But the difference is, it's very similar. If you listen to me, it's very similar to like what you would listen to on the radio, but my is a little bit more descriptive. Yeah. Because obviously my listeners are actually in the stadium. Yeah, yeah. And majority of them are visually impaired or totally blind. So they can't see what's going on. So I don't just talk about the game. Uh, for my colleague, uh, Michael, he's the co-commentator so here, filling the gaps when there's nothing going on. But we talk a lot about the atmosphere, especially if you can imagine the last couple of seasons at Upton Park, we were <laughs> yeah. reminiscing yeah. about stories and yeah. the old sort of like, you know, the chicken run, various places. We remember the North Stand, the South Stand. you know, who wants to leave, who doesn't. Yeah. And then obviously we then moved to the new stadium and it is literally giving them, like, you know, people will say to me, you know, do you enjoy it? I so say I do because I'm sort of like, you know, their eyes. I'm their sort of, I bring that colour yeah, and flavour
2: yeah, to yeah. a game.
0: And I've been doing it for like, you know, 19 years.
2: Do you do like the, pre, the pre-match and halftime sort of events as well? Like, not like no. the, the, all of the, you know, beat the Batak or whatever, but when they no. did like the, the Billy Bonds stands unveiling yeah, so and when that. there's
0: a big occasion, so if we use the Billy Bonds stand opening, the recent one, I, we will extend what we offer. So we will try and contact pre- the previous game. We'll say, like, we'll be on air 20 minutes before to give you a flavour, of what's going on. And then we'll talk through the build-up of the Billy Bonds and all of that. And then we do extra stuff in half-time. But that is just independent of what we see as fit and what we think is sort of... What our listeners will want to hear. You know, if we've had a few bad games away from home, we might try and talk a little bit more and just add a bit. But then you, some of our listeners would literally just get to their seat a minute before the kick-off. Yeah.
1: What's the so, routine for the sight-impaired folk then? Do they have to go and get the headset
0: from someone? Yeah, so someone? It's, it's caused, sort of it hold, has caused yeah. a few issues in terms of like, and I use my brother and there's a few others, like there's Dave who comes to listen, Chris and a few others, and their biggest anxiety is not only that West End might lose, mm-hmm. but they've travelled a long way This headsets are quite a crucial part of their experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And originally, it was like you had to go somewhere. So Upton Park, it was one of the lifts on one side. Right. Go and meet someone; they'd have a headset. Right. Now it's like go to the ticket office. But we've developed it over the years. Where there's at at the current state, there's four mini tents that brings like east, north, south, west, sort of part of the stadium, and they can go and take a headset. Great. And it's about communication, about letting. Because as much as we're saying that. You know, the blind supporters can't actually read that sometimes or anything. So I'm trying to, they're trying to get the messages out there to sort of tell them. But it is, most of our season ticket holders will hold on to their headset. So like my brother, can hold on my them, brother can and about 10 yeah, of the listeners great. who are like seasoned to go regulars will hold on. The only issue we have is because the system is very, I say old because it's the same system we've been using for about 8-10 years. They're like a rechargeable battery. Mm-hmm. So if you just put a normal AA battery in it, two of them, it would work, but eventually it would ruin the system. Right. Yeah. So they need, so every four or five games, we're trying to encourage them to hand it in so they can be just charge. but that's a better system for the majority of listeners that have been with me since the beginning and have traveled over to the new stadium they don't have that anxiety now yeah but it's available we try and advertise in the program we do away supporters as well so if you're coming from you know even everton i can't remember how many headsets we had out for the away supporters but there'd be people there that were listening so it is it's a really good piece of uh, opportunity for West Ham you know we've been doing it for years we're one of the leading clubs great and I think it's about getting it out there a bit more and fantastic because the fantastic. stadium is now bigger you know and you can imagine the stories I've heard you know like uh god bless her you know she sadly passed away last month Mabel one of the oldest yeah, Mabel, yeah. You know, she, she eventually started listening to us great and she was lovely you know, I loved the opportunity of sort of, and it wasn't that you know, her sight was going, but you can imagine even at Upton Park at the new stadium, yeah, it's yeah, quite yeah, a distance yeah. and you can't make out the players. And just to have that bit of commentary that's there yeah. the enables, yeah, enables yeah. the experience to be a bit better.
1: It's a fantastic initiative. And uh, you know, are you are you getting? Did you did the sort of migration to the new stadium? I mean, were were the clubs sort of helpful in that? Were it's, they it's, used it, was by real, it was a real,
0: it was real interesting because uh, again, just because it's like about promoting it. Like you know, we, we my brother was part of the Iron film that was done oh, yeah, as right. he was yeah, so yeah, right. he was involved he was. in that prior to leaving yes. that season before yeah, yeah. we left Upton Park but again it was all about just sometimes you know and they know me at the club now so they know the way I work I wouldn't say I'm forceful but I'm quite persistent on just reminding mm-hmm. and and I'm not saying that they're really helpful but it's about that change was quite demanding because it was yeah. it was small things that you've got to appreciate about we were trying to get sort of days where the listers would come on a non-match day just to do the walk yeah. Because before that, prior to that, we didn't know there was going to be minibuses from Stratford. Mm. You know, yeah, so you've yeah. got to bear in mind, they, you know, they've had their routine. Like, my brother yeah. originally and, like, a few of the others could walk from Upton Park on their own and know exactly where they're going. Yeah, They go yeah. to a new stadium. It's not as if yeah. you're coming out of a, a station and the stadium's literally there. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you're relying on sort of... so. Initial there was a few teething problems yeah. about where people would go, what the best entrance. And we talked a bit earlier on about, you know, they over the last couple of years and they've sectioned off the away end, so you can only yes. can't walk around after the game. Certain so, and it's like where you are, you've got to realise that, you know, the disability of them not being out here as much and this is this is the big thing that I try and emphasise, which is important is that they still want their independence. Yeah. You know, they mm-hmm. might have a guide dog. We have a few of our listeners and a few of our people that come with their guide dogs. But they may have a guide. But they don't want the guide. You know, it's, 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 it's very common for someone to... If someone's with a guide, like my brother's with his mate, people will talk to the mate and ignore Matt. It's yeah, just a common... Yeah, yeah. It's just a common, yeah, like, you know, yeah. well, how's Matt doing? And Matt's standing there. you know. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, you know, it's a very yeah, common yeah. thing. Yeah. So you want to still give them that independence and they want to be able to sort of, like ask questions and learn more so it's easier for you to remember
1: I mean I think you know what what we've been talking about with the official supporters board and Insight for Lions is to a degree I mean large organisations are often slightly institutionally a bit dumb and what you're what you're doing is kind of sort of it's half advisory but it's a little bit of agitation as well Mm -hmm. and uh you know, in a way, large organisations don't mind that they don't mind being told what to do. And I think, in a way, that the the notion that uh, people are getting pissed off, kind of going, you know, we had to tell them to do this, and yeah, well, often life's like that. And and yeah. you know, if you want and someone think, to give you something, you've got to Sometimes you have to ask for it. It doesn't. Yeah. Sometimes people don't know what people want until the demand is created. And, and I, I, I think
0: I will say the club has worked on that and done better because the stewards that work for the disabled supporters are identified in different color stewards so they wear the pink sort of uh jackets and things yeah, like that. so they're nice. easy to identify yeah. jake's brought in his team that are i was really gonna say good. the jake's team coming um, in is
2: is one of the big things for me because you know pride of iron's launched what five years ago um and it's only like the sort of last three years since jake's team have been in that things have really, mm. really moved forward. You can see the progression pretty and, and quick. And now that we, on, the, on the supporters' ball, we're we're trying to take what we've done with Pride of Irons and apply that to the BAME um, supporters. Yeah. Because the BAME rep, but he said, look, I have loads of problems like trying to encourage people to come along and and, and talk about BAME issues. So because we are a massive minority mm-hmm. and, and we, nobody really talks about no, it. No. You know, you've got things like Kick It Out, which are initiatives about reporting racism, mm. but there's nobody actually talking to non-white people about their matchday experience and yeah. what, what being a West Ham fan means to them and he's spoken yeah. to like Sikh people Muslim people with West, massive West Ham fans he's like Nob- nobody talks to us but having no. a team like Jake's mm. who I think has pushed a lot of the, the Disabled yeah. Supporters Advisory Ball stuff, pushed the Pride of Iron stuff, and now he's, he's pushing for this. It makes a difference. Like you say, it's a bit of agitation, but I think you have to have someone on the other side who gets what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, that's absolutely... And that's what's changed. Yeah. I think that's what's there's changed.
1: Nothing, there's sort of nothing wrong with agitation. There's nothing no. wrong... You know, agitation's probably too strong a word, but, it's, but what it is is lobbying. It's active lobbying. You know, it's not just... Um, it's not advice, it's trying to make something happen by asking for it. And I think uh, that's going to, you know, once those lines of communication are established,
0: you know, you've then got a kind of receptive... And for me, one of the, one of the biggest reasons for me, which I, sometimes I struggle with, and I'm slowly getting used to, is that, like, West Ham is such a... Fan, built on a lot of tradition, family tradition, a lot of sort of history in the club. And for things like that we're talking about tonight and what we're all doing, they could be a leading club in it. You know, yeah. and various people are now realizing that, and like you know, you know Julie and her team, uh, Kathy and Trevor, and all that, and all the other people, they're pushing it. And I think mm. that's what you need is you just need the club to realize. Hang on a second, here, you've potentially got something here Ooh. that is unique. You know, if, if you take the service that we provide for the club on behalf of the club, we're one of only about five or six Premier League clubs that do it because the rest either will tap into local radio or hospital Mm -hmm. radio. Not Lower down, they do it. Scotland have very good clubs that do it in Scotland. But we're one of the leading clubs, and they should be promoting that. And I'm not saying they're not. They are. But promoting it in a way that's at the top end. Yeah, This is one small part of what we do. We also do this, and we want to continue developing it. And yeah. moving yeah. It forward, that's I think great. for
2: the for the top of the club, that's definitely something they've realised mm, you know, that they, yeah. they keep going I'll about their so. the quality standards. They went up from they went up to the the intermediate standard last mm. year, and they're massively proud of that. And now they want to push to the next yeah. level, and that's the management side of it. Saying, "Well, this is great. We're getting good good attention and good coverage for for doing." really easy stuff yeah yeah and then it makes it easier for teams like Jake's to go well I can help you deliver that because I'm speaking to the fans and they're telling me that we want this 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 and this and actually the cost is negligible yeah
1: this is all very encouraging, after talking about a shit game yeah, of football. an absolute, yeah. absolute, <laughs> absolute dire game on you know, Saturday. I feel that we've turned, we've turned this podcast around, gentlemen. And, <laughs> I, uh, think uh, yeah, I think we have. Yeah, and I'm very thankful for you two for doing that. Um, we should probably, uh, before we wrap up, talk about um, Chelsea away, which I, Jim and I are going to. I mean, yeah. you know, we said earlier, the, 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 the as I said, I thought, well, there's four... Four away games against teams above us and three home games against teams below us. We have managed to fuck up the first of those already <laughs> by uh, getting beat quite convincingly and quite it's easily. Worrying. By it's Everton. worrying it is, when you yeah. put it like that. It's, yeah, yeah. It's just, we're, we're sort of you know on the downward slope of a roller coaster now, and uh, I'm not sure we can. Monday, put the, it's a Monday, Monday night, night. Yeah, yeah. So Monday that night. could
0: help us a little bit. I think it will. Yeah, yeah that yeah. might help us a little bit. But. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's. Uh, we had some near misses, didn't we? There were a couple of seasons ago, we sort of lost two one and shouldn't have done. It was, I think that might have been was that the last season, at Upton Park? Was that away at Chelsea? I'm not going to recall it in real time in a way that won't be boring for people no, really to listen to. I can't recall that. It was two one, and but we did very well in it. We should have done, should have done better. I can't yeah. remember what season it was, but um, you know, it's not a not a super happy hunting ground for us.
0: Um, so you what know. you said? Are you say we're due something? Or, we could be. <laughs> or, <you laughs> I mean, at the
1: moment, it depends how many of these arseholes come back from injury. I well, mean, it's yeah. really, For, like
2: to Nasri and Anderson, it's supposed to be very like slight, very like, slight. Yeah, yeah, you know. And so, as far, I
0: think Noble will be back. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Anderson. It, it's a whole completely different. Yeah. So I was yes. thinking about the
2: other day. We're screwed when Noble finally retires because he's that player who somehow, even though he's not the best in his no. position, no. makes. I have said most it time happen. and time
0: this season that he is West Ham. And without him, there's no one taking that leadership. Yeah. I know Declan Rice is starting to, mm. but the poor kid's doing so well, we can't put everything on him. No, 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 absolutely really not. So Noble like, when Saturday. Noble doesn't play, and exactly yeah. Saturday, you just look around and you're thinking, who's picking up this pla- Who's saying to this player, come on? With better players around
1: him, Noble is a really good player. His, yeah. the, his range yeah. of passing starts yeah. to become apparent. When... A, someone uh, can trap and control one of his passes, and also there's movement in front of him. Yeah. You know, he was fantastic in the season with Pi and yeah. Lanzini, and he's doing things he doesn't normally do getting to the byline and crossing.
0: It could be another situation, Chelsea away next Monday, could be similar to the Man City away where we play well. Yeah. But could we have a different ending? You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, but we will you know, play, we, well. We we play, it? play well. We always play well against the best. Could team. we just sort of like not concede early, yeah. Yeah. get to half time still in the game? And yeah, then, yeah. maybe, you know, unsettled the Chelsea fans at home. Yeah. They're frustrated with their manager. Big time. They got away with it at Cardiff. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, you know, is yeah, is yeah. it is it... And, like, we look back on previous, we haven't had money, good no. results there. No, no, that's right. I'm trying to put a positive on <laughs> yeah, it I to, mean, end I this, to end this evening. No, I think
1: a draw would
3: be fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Predictions, Pete? Yeah.
3: Uh, well, I don't can't believe there won't be any goals... Um, and I'd love to think that there's going to be a draw. So, optimistically, I think it could be one-all.
1: One-all. James, you can't have one-all.
0: No, I won't have one-all because after what I just said, <laughs> I'm going to go for... I think I'm going to go 2-1 win West Ham. Hey, oh, sorry,
2: that's what sorry, I, that's what I was going
1: to sorry. 1-0 <laughs> uh, then to West Ham. 1-0 to West Ham. Okay. All right. Um, Chelsea 2, West Ham 3. Yeah. Ooh, of very very scoring, scoring, so we're all
0: coming yeah. home with something <laughs> <Quite scoring, laughs> yeah. West
1: Ham. Well, you're well, right about conceding goals because yeah, yeah. we don't have many clean sheets. No, we don't. Yeah. This has been this week's Stop Hammer Time. Uh, and uh, very good to have uh, such a kind of optimistic second half of this, this podcast after a risible performance at the weekend. Uh, with me have been Pete Ward See ya. Jim Dolan. Goodbye. James Datson. Goodbye. Come on, you irons. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks.
0: This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com.
1: Sports Social
3: Podcast Network.